Hello and welcome to the Constellations Program Note podcast, where we never stop exploring the connections that make life and music meaningful. I'm Ellen Huangbo, Artistic Director of Constellations Chamber Concerts, and it's my pleasure to take you through the incredible program and musicians we have in store for you for our next live Constellations concert, Walk On. We're offering four performances from Thursday, October 14th through Sunday, October 17th at locations all around the DMV area. As we welcome the fall season and things are starting to cool off, we're moving indoors for these concerts with plenty of precautions to keep everyone safe. Proof of vaccination is required at or before the event and we'll be providing masks, sanitizer, and distance seating. Our number one goal is to keep our host audience and artists safe so you can just focus on the magic of experiencing a live concert. Walk On is first and foremost a recognition of the hard times this pandemic has brought for everyone. I'm sure all of us have been through moments, probably many of them, of feeling overwhelmed at our wit's end, maybe even at rock bottom and wondering how we can keep going. We hope that by acknowledging and exploring these shared struggles that we can bring some sense of comfort, hope, and peace through this program. The main entree for the program is a full performance of J.S. Bach's Goldberg Variations, which, as some of you may know, is a truly massive undertaking for a solo pianist, a full hour of masterful music. But before that, we have a selection of four soulful art songs that are either written by or based on poems written by people of color. Combined, they tell a story of searching for hope even in the most hopeless of circumstances. We'll start with two of Samuel Coleridge Taylor's sorrow songs, the turbulent, Oh What Comes Over the Sea, and the romantic, When I'm Dead, My Dearest. These songs represent us at our lowest, despairing of loss and taking cold solace from the indifference of the dead to life's troubles. Following that, you will hear William Grant Still's Grief, also known as Weeping Angel. As you'd expect from the title, this is an absolute heart-wrenching song, but it actually ends with a glimmer of hope, or at least it's supposed to. For many decades, there was actually a typo in the printed score for this song, resulting in a painful dissonance on the very last note, which many thought was intentional to create a sense of unresolved anguish, but the composer's family fought to have the typo corrected and restore Still's intention to end on a uplifting note instead. Thank goodness. Finally, Litany from Shadow of the Blues by John Musto based on Langston Hughes' poem Prayer encourages us to open our hearts and have compassion for the most downtrodden among us. A reminder that while this pandemic has been difficult for everyone, some have been dealt more suffering than others. 
After this set of four songs, there will be one surprise that I won't spoil here. But to give just a little sneak peek, our very own Daniel Pesca has recomposed a hymn tune that's one of the most famous for bringing comfort in the darkest of hours. Now I had a chance to sit down with our two singers, Christina Bachrock and Alexander Hahn, for a quick conversation about their experience with these songs. Okay, so hello Constellations family. I'm back here with two fabulous singers, soprano Christina Bachrock and bass Alex Han. These, um, the three of us are preparing a very moving, emotionally raw set of songs by Samuel Coleridge Taylor, William Grant Still, and John Musto, which we are so excited to share with you all on our upcoming concerts on October 14th through 17th. And welcome to Constellations, Christina. And Alex. Thank you. Thank you. So happy to be here. Same. Thank you. So these four songs are just not just typical art songs that we are all familiar with, like Schubert leaders or opera arias, which I myself are also more familiar with. Um, as we've been listening to countless hours of music, we've discovered these four songs that are really hidden treasures of the repertoire, and it's my first time performing any of them. How about for you two? Have you heard of any of these songs before? I have. I personally had heard of the composers, but not these songs specifically. And they've they've been kind of an amazing discovery. Mm-hmm. Oh, except with the exception of John Musto, who I know very well. Ah, uh, what about you, Alex? Exactly the same boat. I mean, I think we all know Musto. Um, I heard of his Shadow of the Blues. This is the first time I get to perform a piece from it, so I'm so excited. And this is my first venture with uh, Coleridge Taylor. I mean, you know, he's known in history classes the music he should be better known for sure but um i'm so excited to sing his words you know every concert with constellations has been an adventure of some sort and you know we've programmed these four songs in an order to sort of signify an emotional journey from Mm -hmm. darkness and a feeling of hopelessness to emerge out of of everything with a ray of hope and you know it's a musical plea for hope and peace following some very dark times in the world and I wanted to ask you both how do you tap into that emotionally vulnerable place with music like this especially with everything we've gone through in the last 20 months or so oh my gosh well I know for me my process is to um like from the beginning to really let myself explore those feelings and tap into experiences from my own life and what I imagine the poet uh, might have been intending or feeling and the composer and then it often results in some not so exciting or beautiful singing at the beginning and then over time kind of honing it and mm-hmm. and and being informed by that really raw place um, mm-hmm. but getting it to a point where you're able to to share it with an audience in a more um, where where you can share that experience without going through it yourself. Right. What about you, Alex? That's a great question, Ellen. And um, I, I don't I don't want to speak for all singers, but I mean the importance of the poetry can't be overstated. Uh, just looking into the research and the life of the poet, and then the context of when it was written, 
and, you know, just really delving into the poetry and um, going from the text, you can really start to inhabit it more integrated into a performance. Yeah, so along the same line, I think there is a sense of struggle that resonates in the music, obviously, and translates into something that any listener can feel and understand and empathize with. Um, how do you approach music like this as a performer to make it yours while still amplifying and respecting the composer's creation? Oh, well, that's an excellent question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wish there was just a simple one sentence answer to that. Well, I think what's, what's so, I mean, one of the great things about art and music is that it can speak to experiences and feelings that are incredibly universal. Um, right. And while my struggles might have, <laughs> have certainly been different, different from those of William Grant Still or Langston Hughes, um, you know, I've experienced grief, which is yes. fittingly the name of one of the songs I'm performing. I've experienced hopelessness. And mm -hmm. so tapping into what that means to me and, and hopefully being able to communicate um, that in a more universal fashion so that people listening or in the same room um, can, can sort of experience that together with me. I think that's the magic of music compared to other forms of art where it's not like, oh, that's theirs or, you know, oh, look at this art created by this person or other person. Music becomes like our experience yeah. somehow, right? And, and a shared experience with an audience. Right. What's so magical, yeah. Yeah, well, thank you so much for joining us, Alex and Christina, today. Um, and we look forward to hearing you very soon. Gosh, I'm so <laughs> excited. Can't wait. It's going to be yeah. great. <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much. After that emotional roller coaster, we'll embark on an epic journey led by pianist Ling Ju Lai with Bach's Goldberg Variations. These were Bach's only set of variations in its enormous compositional output, and they've achieved an almost mythical status. The legend of these variations, and the source of the name Goldberg, is a young harpsichord virtuoso from Bach's time named Johann Gottlieb Goldberg. He was employed by a wealthy count who commissioned the work and asked young Mr. Goldberg to play them late at night to soothe his severe insomnia. We hope Lingju's performance brings some musical comfort to all of you as well. Here's an excerpt from a conversation I had with Lingju about her upcoming performance. Hello again. Now I'm back with pianist Ling July joining us from Atlanta, Georgia to dig deeper into JS Box Goldberg Variations. Welcome Lingju. Thank you. Thank you. And some of you may remember Lingju's electrifying performance of Bach keyboard concerti on one of our early virtual concerts last year. She lives and breathes Bach's music. And what a treat it is to bring her back live in person to the DC area for this performance of Goldberg Variations. Yay! 
<laughs> so now at this point in the program, the audience will have started their journey with art songs expressing a sense of darkness leading to a faint glimmer of hope. The Goldberg Variations will be a musical representation of bringing that hope, the will to continue to walk on even when things get difficult and that there is truly a golden sky at the end of a storm. So what do you, why do you think so many people find this piece comforting? I think perhaps it has something to do with the harmonic expression of the key, which is G major. Mm. I think to me, G major reveals a sense of innocence and transparency. Mm -hmm. So after going through a journey of 30 variations, whether you're playing the composition or actively listening, I find that this little noisy heart of mine is able to come down gradually mm -hmm. and at times experience a few moments of inner peace. And maybe that's why many others also find the Goldberg variation so intriguing mm -hmm. and enchanting as a musical composition. Mm -hmm. And as someone who studied and performed so many pieces by J.S. Bach, what does this specific piece signify for you as a performer? Well, I think it's endless um, in terms of studying Johann Sebastian Bach's musical composition. Mm -hmm. So I would say that I study um, maybe 10% of its repertoire. But as a musician, I simply feel very humbled mm -hmm. that I could uh, experience this composition. And as a performer, I often feel that what a privilege it is that I could share this work with listeners, whether it's on stage or in recording. Mm. You know, this piece is such a monumental piece mm -hmm. that it lasts a solid hour, you know, going through 30 variations, as you mm -hmm. mentioned, that mm -hmm. are sandwiched by same aria on both ends. I mean, how do you prepare for a piece this length and what's going through your mind as you begin? And, you know, how is, does your emotional state of mind changes as the piece progress and finally come to an end? <laughs> I first ask myself to breathe. <laughs> Good idea. <laughs> and I pay attention to how my heart is beating. Mm. And I ask my brain to wake up and be alert. Mm -hmm. I ask my body to flow with the harmony, the melody, and the rhythm. Mm -hmm. And then I ask my fingers to sing and express feelings earnestly. Mm -hmm. So by the time I return to the final aria, hopefully I'm able to remember and able to convey my original intentions in music making. So every journey is different, but this is pretty much um, the process. Right. I mean, I would think that a piece like this feels very different how you practice, like the mind, mm -hmm. what you would be feeling when you're practicing versus when you're going through, it's mm. like running a marathon. Mm. How do you feel at the mile 20 versus mile <laughs> 23? <laughs> this is why it's important to breathe and it's mm. important to um, stay alert. And I think when I'm humble and when I'm um, open to 
to surprises, then、mm-hmm. the journey is usually、uh, very rewarding to the musician.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, being in the moment, right,、mm-hmm. <laughs> seems to be the key. And you know what strikes me most about this piece is that each of the variations are so unique in its own、mm-hmm. way, but you know, with something common in its foundation that. You know, ties each of them together and enables them to coexist. You know that、mm-hmm. sort of reminds me a lot about this country that we are living in,、mm. <laughs> the USA, where so many people from many different cultural backgrounds and our individual charms and personalities. You know,、mm. we can call it home and live. You know. Harmoniously united、mm-hmm. by a sense of common purpose.、Um, mm-hmm. What do you feel is the best analogy that speaks to you for this amazing work? Wow, this is a very complex question. <laughs>、mm, how to become united by a sense of common purpose? Well, I speak from personal. Um, perspective and very basic perspective.、Mm. I actually like to examine myself and my thinking as a human being first. Yes. So the earth is my home. The nature、um, is what、um, gives humans and all the elements to to flourish. So I like to think: what is human? What does it mean to be a human? And what is a human's relationship with other humans? And what is a human's relationship with the nature? So I do know that coexisting is simply not good enough for me. So、mm-hmm. what I ask myself is: I need to pay very careful attention to my relationship with other humans、mm-hmm. and with the nature. So it is very complex. <laughs> Maybe the, the nature, you know, serves as the aria、yeah. for you know, and we are in some way different、mm. variations that come together. But、mm-hmm. the nature is what binds us together.、Mm. I would agree with that.、Yeah. <laughs> Something that we all have to remember, you know, every day.、Mm. Work towards well. Thank you so much, Lingju. We can't wait to see you very soon on October 14th through 17th. We're in for such a treat, and thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much, and I am so excited to share this work with you all. <laughs> see you soon. <laughs> Thanks so much for joining us for this program note podcast. As a reminder, we have four performances of this program from Thursday through Sunday, October fourteenth, fifteenth, sixteenth, and seventeenth. And the Sunday performance is already sold out, so be sure to grab your tickets soon before the others are gone. You can reserve your seat by going to www.constellationsmusic.org, clicking or tapping on concerts and events, then scrolling down to find your preferred date for walk on. Each performance is at a different location: October fourteenth in Potomac, Maryland; October fifteenth on Capitol Hill, Washington D.C.; October sixteenth in Chevy Chase, Maryland; and October seventeenth in Kensington, Maryland. The exact concert location will be sent to you by email along with your tickets. Oh. And if you're a student or under age of 18, you can get a discounted student ticket by shooting me an email at huangbo at constellationsmusic dot org. 
I'll see you all very soon for Walk On. Until then, stay healthy, safe, and hopeful. Bye for now.